Welcome, everyone, to the 2024 inaugural edition of the Phasic Tipton Focus podcast. We are pleased to be joined today by Rich Mendez, also known with, as Rich Music, with Rich Music. We're going to get to know Rich here over the next 30 to 45 minutes and learn about his involvement in business and in horse racing as well. And we're breaking new ground. This is our first ever Zoom call today that we're doing, so we're pleased that Rich could join us today. Rich, thanks so much for joining us on The Focus. My pleasure. Good to be here. So let's talk about your involvement in Rich Music. That is the name of your company, and, um, and you started it in 2007. Talk about the formation of that company, if you would, and, and where you're at today sure. with it. Yeah, so originally um, I was in the car business, and, um, you know, 2007, I have a, a brother, younger brother, 16 years younger than me, and he started getting a little into trouble and, and kind of asked him, I said, well, you're going to have to do something because uh, – you know, I was kind of, I was his father figure. And he said, well, I'd like to do music. I said, okay, I'll help you. I had no idea anything about music business, but I said, I'll help you however I could. <clears throat> and so we, we were just going, uh, you know, just asking questions and looking for different people in the different uh, industry, in the industry, going to studios uh, while I was still working and still being a dad and, and a husband and everything like that. But uh, I wanted to help him. And we, um, we met someone by the name of Aton in Orlando, which now he's probably one of the biggest A&Rs, what they call A&Rs in the business at Warner Music. But he helped us along. We got a record. And um, I think maybe six to eight months later, we got him a deal. We got him a record deal, uh, which uh, with, uh, at the time, his name was Young Jock. Um, huge artist at the time. Anyway, uh, so we, we started that way, but he quickly realized that that's not what he wanted to do because it was, um, it was hip hop and hip hop at the time was, uh, was a little, um, aggressive, I guess. Let's just use that word. And he wasn't that way. He was more of a calm, cool kid. And he'll, you'll probably see him at the sales with me here and there. Um, a lot of tattoos, but you know, I have tattoos as well. So no, you know, he's just a good kid and. A couple of incidences happened and he's like, Rich, I can't do this. I don't want to do this. And so we stopped and, and I never really listened to Latin music. My mom was the one who I do speak Spanish and uh, she's always the one that, you know, listen to Spanish music. And we were at a barbershop. My brother and my son were at a barbershop and they knew he was in the music business. And they said, hey, this kid that's that's that you hear uh, because they had like one of his CDs in at the time or iPod. And uh, they said, he's really talented. He's really good. And people were listening to his music. So they called me and they said, listen to this. And they liked his melodies because either one of my brother or my son really speaks Spanish, but they understand the melodies and the music part of it. And um, man, long story, long story short, we signed him. Um, and I had no idea again, how to break an artist on the Spanish side. And we, uh, we got very, very blessed, I guess, and, and lucky. Uh, maybe he had a bunch of, a ton of good music in his computer, but just not out to the masses. And at the time, it was just coming into um, streaming. Spotify started kind of kicking in. Pandora was a big one as well, Apple. So we had no idea how we were going to make any money. Uh, but we just, we started, and I think... Maybe six to eight months later, we get a phone call. Hey, um, we'd like to book Justin. His name is Justin Quiles. 
we'd like to book, book Justin. And um, we were surprised. They offered us, I think, $6,000. And that's kind of, it just started kind of snowballing from there. And we started, um, we were actually literally started working out of this office that I'm in here now. And from there, we, um, he became, a, 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 he was nominated for, uh, for Grammys, for Billboard Awards. We signed uh, two other, three other artists and they've all become uh, really, really successful. We've been very, very blessed. And then, uh, and here we are. This is just, it's, this is kind of a crazy story for me. I mean, it's a grassroots, like just a, a family thing you wanted to start out. And now you've, you've, you've got success on the billboard. I think I read on, on the website, you had one year where you, you ended like with four or five guys on, on the billboard charts. And, and that was in a, in basically a 10 year period from when you first started. Yeah, 2018 and 19, we were probably the biggest uh, independent um, uh, label in the world on our side and the Latin side. Which, listen, uh, we we talk about this a lot. We we don't we don't look back and say, okay, we we have this, we have that. It was just a lot of work, right? We just went went into it with eyes closed, and we just we we like to say we were just relentless and. Um, we had no idea what we were doing. Uh, we 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 had made it to the top, and um, and it hit us one day. We did. I, I was doing a panel, my first panel, and right after the panel, all these major record labels were coming up to me, congratulating us on what we have done so far. And so it's been uh, it's been an interesting ride. And now we have, I want to say, four or five um, superstars. That's amazing. Roster. That is absolutely amazing. How it's do been you, fun, but uh, you know, there's a lot of heartaches in there too. Well, yeah, I'm sure there is, and and I, I mean, is there is there like, and we'll touch on this a little bit when we get kind of switch over to talking about horses a little bit. But is there an artist that you had a chance to sign that you didn't sign that was kind of like, man, that that was the one that got away? Yes. Yeah, so we originally, her name is Carol G. We sat down with her years ago when we first started. I remember with her, her and her father. And if you know who Bad Bunny is, which I think everybody knows who Bad Bunny is, Tony surprised the hell out of me when I asked him who he was, and he he knew who he was. And so, um, well, that was it's at, at the other uh, the other side of things. But he, um, Carol G, is like probably the biggest female um, artist in our side. Uh, she was she's actually featured in the uh, the new movie um, Griselda that just came oh, out. Oh yeah, on Netflix. on Netflix, sure, yeah. But she's in that movie, but she she sells out not only uh, um, arenas, but she sells out stadiums. So that was the one that I said, man, that would have been nice to sign her. Yeah, no kidding, no kidding. So, but you know what? It's 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 you know it is what it is. We still do music with her. We we've produced for her. We've had tracks with her with her, our artists. She's been um, on our on our side. She's been on our records as well. So we still uh, we still do work together. So you, this basically starts with with your brother. You said correct, and now your your son has kind of taken over into the lead role on this. But it's not like I mean, do you just Google, hey, how to start a record label? I mean, <laughs> what, what, what's the um, impetus there? It's the same thing. Um, my my brother in law says that I have a for the I'm gonna use a, the good words right that I have a, a horseshoe <laughs> uh, above here right. Um, even in the car business, look. Uh, I think uh, from when I was young, having nothing and, and wanting to make it, um, it's just the tenacity that I have of just wanting to learn, right? It was, it's the same thing in the music. I had no idea in the horse business. 
And our first year, I think we sold five, my first year, fully involved in it. Um, we had five or $6 million horses that we were able to sell. Um, and, and it's just learning kind of the hard way, right? So paying, paying the, the, your dues uh, in a lot of different ways, because in the music business, we probably um, had some experiences that we could have uh, cut out. In other words, maybe we spent $200,000 more than what we should have just because people, they knew we were new and they knew we were just looking for information, but that's part of it, so. What's the ultimate goal for rich music, you think? Do you, I mean, do you want to be in the same category as Capitol Records? Do you want... No, um, that's a good question. So as an independent, you have two different ways to capitalize on everything, right? You can either sell masters, your catalog, or you can get uh, gobbled up by a major. Um, in the Latin side, they don't gobble up as much as they do on the, on the English side. So literally we're probably in the process of uh, uh, selling most of our catalog right now and, and staying um, as a small company because we've been blessed. So we're now starting to use our platform to pivot into different things. So do you see yourself moving on from Latin music a little bit, going into other genres or just kind of staying in this? In this other genres, because we've had a couple of different, like we had a hip hop artist, my brother, we had a Jamaican artist, but like we'll start producing our first movie in March, I think of this year. Wow. So the music will still be part of it because, you know, you always have to have a soundtrack, you know, so entertainment will be somehow, some way will be involved in it. You know, look, the horse horses is entertaining. Yeah. Right. It's, it's entertainment. So we'll be in it one way or the other. That is excellent. So 2000, I, I believe on, on the website, 2020 is kind of when your son kind of takes more of a role uh, with, with running yeah. the company. And then does that free up your opportunity for, for the chances into horses a little bit? Is that when you start becoming more in, intrigued so was, with it? Or where, where did you learn about horses or find yeah, that, so that love? I'll, I'll tell you the story. My uncle was a jockey. Oh, okay. Back in the day. Right. Um, but I was never around him as much. He's Victor Sanchez. I'll, I'll say his name because uh, a lot of people do know who he is. He works at the, he's the Waymaster at Gulfstream. He's been oh, there nice. for like 40 years. And so, um, you know, I always watched it there, you know, and my mom and my dad were uh, hot walkers at, uh, at the tracks all the time. I never had seen a track. I'd never been to one. But I knew that I liked it. I've always liked horses. There was something about it. And I just dreamt about having my own horses, my own farm. And I went in 2018, I went to Saratoga with my wife and my mom. That was the first time I had gone to Saratoga. And my mom calls my wife and says, uh, that's where Rich was conceived. What? Back in the <laughs> <laughs> You know, you come literally from nothing, right? So that's why I found that out. And, and that's it, it's now I understand why. Yeah, um, very serendipitous. It's, it's yeah, it is. Um, and then from there, the way I really got started into the horses, I bought my first property in 2018, I want to say, or 19, in Ocala, 20 acres. And uh, the realtor, I had seen something on social media, um, some really pretty uh, winglings. And I said, I just, I'd like to buy a couple. I had no idea. Literally have no idea. And so I called the realtor. And he says, yeah, I have somebody that can help you. And um, the person she, he sent was Randy, right? And me and Randy, just we just hit it off. You know, we just, we hit it off. 
We ended up buying four of those winglings and that's when everything COVID hit and everything. So we probably lost a little bit of money. Uh, I met Dean shortly after and um, Randy, the story goes, Randy told Dean, he's like, man, I don't know if you're going to get along with this guy because he's just like you. He's a lot like you. Right. So, um, but we've become, I mean, family, you know, really, really good friends. And so that's kind of how it all started. And I asked Dean one time, I said, Dean, can I, how can I get involved? And he openly, he's like, okay, let's do this. And we started in, uh, what was it, last year, 2022, we started buying and we had a great year. And so the Randy and Dean is Randy Hartley and, and Dean Dorenzo, for those who may not be familiar with Hartley Dorenzo, yes. but that was that was your introduction was was to those to those Correct. guys who have been mainstays, of course, with Fazek Tipton and, and in the horse yep. industry for, for decades now. So you you start just kind of on a whim because you saw some pictures and now all of a sudden you're you're with really one of the top outfits in the game. Yeah, you know, one of the things that I told them, I said, look, I come from this music business, from marketing and things like that. I said, and Dean, the story that I that, that he's told me, he was um it wasn't it wasn't any fun for him anymore. It wasn't it wasn't fun. They weren't having a good time doing this, right? And so I said, well, let me um, let me do some of the marketing for you guys. Let me let me get, take over your social media and let me do different things. Let me change your logo, um, you know. And and he allowed us. He said, do it all. Like he never, even to today, he never says no, um, because he I think he he believes in what we what we're doing and we've been able to change some of that stuff. And so seeing how excited I was by going to the barns pretty much almost every day for six months straight. It, I think it gave them some type of, uh, you know, excitement as well, right? Seeing this novice person love them and loving the, the process and them explaining every little piece to me was exciting to them. And then of course we go and, and, and we start selling and, and we sell our ju justify for 1.2 million. And we sell another two year old for almost a million dollars. We go to, we go to Saratoga phasing and we sell um, two for over a million dollars. And it just became, everybody was super excited about it. We engaged in, in the social media. They love it. We started doing po podcasts for them. Dean loves it. So um, we just, that's kind of how it all started. And we, like I said, we've become really, really good friends. And just kind of reinvigorated the whole thing, like you said, with the podcast. And now Dean's doing the yep. podcast, and uh, which are great. Well, he's lost weight. Next time anybody sees him, the guys, who, the people who do know him, He's lost. He's like down to 190 pounds. He's, wow. He's, he's a new he's a new man. He's a new man. All because of you, Rich. All because of you. No, 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 not because <laughs> of me. <laughs> well, you know what? I'll take a little. I, so I bought him for Christmas. I bought him a uh, an Apple Watch, and I said, Dean, you know, you're 60. I'm 53. He's 10 years older than me. And I said, Dean, you're getting up there. You like to ride a lot. I said, let me get. I'm gonna. This is your 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 Christmas gift. I said, this thing. If if you fall. And you can't get up. This thing will call the it will call the ambulance. And he he, he always he's always busting my chops about it now, right? Because he's like, okay, I need to get fit. I need to get better. <laughs> so we're we're more. I'm on the health side of, of things. So he's looking good. He's he's doing good. Good for you. Good for for you for lifting the spirits. That's good. He needed it. He needed a little jolt. So you you've basically so you've you've got some parallels here. You've you've built rich music from basically a family basically a family operation. And now you have joined forces with Hartley Dorenzo and you're, and you're building your racing operation 
any parallels you see between your business life and, and basically, sure. I mean, I, I know this is entertainment. They're, they're, you, you treat it as entertainment, but what are the parallels of trying to discover talent both with music and with thoroughbreds? Yeah. There's so much. Um, we, my son and I started comparing everything to the horse business and to, you know, like each other. So I've, I've started this saying in the music business that the horses don't talk back, right? The artists, they're, you know, they could be a pain. The- <laughs> yeah. Opinions, of course, and, you know, but the horses, man, they, they don't. But I tell you what the difference, it's the same. We'd like to say, right, in our stable, we have four um, triple crown contenders, right? They're all superstars, right? When you have a, a, a graded one stakes winner, they're a superstar, right? But, it, you know, for you to be able to get to that triple crown, right, it takes it takes a special, special horse. And for uh, an artist, uh, I'll give you an example of someone that a lot of people know, say a Mark Anthony, right? Mark Anthony is a superstar, sure. right? It, it takes a very, very special artist to do that. So yes, we were very picky. Um, there's, I don't know how many horses are born every year, right? But there's millions of artists out there inspiring to be artists, right? And there's only a few that make it. And it's the same thing. If you look at it, there's only a few horses that really can make it to that next level. So um, we look at it the same way. And do you think it's it's similar in that the talent is there or is it with an artist is at the right place or the right time? And maybe it's the same situation you think with a horse, if they get into the right hands. Look, I, I absolutely, I think it, there's, there's also some timing, right? Um, as I was telling you before we came on, um, we so happened to stay on, uh, on a horse that we sold um, for, for a leg or for 25% of the horse. And the horse first time out did amazing, right? What, he ran a 97 buyer figure, right? We didn't know what we were gonna do with it. So it was the right time, right place, right people. And it's the same to the artist the same way. We were at the right time at the barbershop, right? When we found Justin. Yeah. Right. So a lot of times we physically never went out and looked at artists, looked for artists. Somehow, some way they were brought into our um, our surrounding, I guess, our circle. But we picked them as well. We said, OK, yeah, look, this kid has a tremendous voice. You know, same thing. This horse moves tremendously. You know, so it, there's a lot of parallel in, in both sides. And it's just having a good team, right? Like you say, you were able to find uh-huh. the artist with with, you know, through a friend. And then basically you got connected with Dean and Randy through a realtor. It's all networking and just having a good team surrounding your, yourself. You know, I'm glad you said that. Um, and Dean and I have talked about this with Randy and Josh, my son. I, I don't think you can be successful without a good team. You know, it, there, and, and, and a team that you can trust, right? A team that you know is going to do their job and, um, and do, it, do it the way you would do it if you're the leader of that team, right? Um, do it the way you would do it, or at least put the same energy and, and the same effort into it. But without a good team, look, uh, you know, I'm sure just real quick on the, go to Bob, Bob's, Bob Baffert's uh, side. He's got a good team. Yeah. You know, the, all, all these guys that are, that are very successful, regardless of whatever good, bad, and different, they've got, they've always have good teams. And that's so important in any, any of these businesses. Music, if I don't have the right people there, it's not going to be as successful. We've seen that you've, you've spoke about the parallels. What was 
something that was a little bit of a learning curve for you coming into the thoroughbred industry or are are you still learning about it day by day what was what was perhaps the biggest thing you learned coming into it man i tell you um i'll tell you the biggest difference is colts and phillies okay <laughs> <laughs> i could tell, i could tell you that the lesson that i've been taught and and i've learned and i've seen it right I paid 1.3 million for Urban Legend, um, and he's, you know, he got the unfortunately first start against Nisos, right? He's won, he's came in second twice, um, but yet, you know, the Philly side of things, right? There's to me, I look at there's a residual situation could possibly be a residual situation. We bought a um, an intermissive Philly uh, last year that uh, we're gonna race. She is, I believe, the granddaughter of. Is it Good Colors or is it what's what's the of winning colors? Winning colors. Winning, yes. Yeah. The granddaughter, right? So we know worst case scenario, we should be okay, right? Because of the pedigree, she's it's it's a filly. So that's the biggest look. I've learned a lot, and I'm still learning every single day, you know. I, but I've learned I've learned how to see a watch a horse walk. I've learned about shin splints. I've learned uh, listen about a ton. You know, um, something new every day, probably. What's that? Probably something new every day that you learn about. Listen, when you're around the, yes, absolutely. Man, think about this. I go into an outfit that has 30, 35 years of experience, you know, and here I come. I mean, I could learn literally every day. So any little bit that I can learn, I'll ask a ton of questions for sure. It's funny that you brought up winning colors because she was owned by a guy named Gene Klein who owned the the San Diego Chargers. And I think he said something very similar to what you said is that he, he enjoyed the horses because unlike the players, they don't, they don't talk back and there's no contract disputes. Uh, I think he I alluded to something I, of that. After one, after the uh, phasing uh, Saratoga sale, um, I got a call from one of the managers uh, that manages a big artist as well. Cause I had posted, you know, one of the, um, I reposted one of the ones when you guys post um, out of the ring, and he says, why are you still even in this business? Why, like in the music business? He goes, man, those guys, I'm sure they don't talk back to you. I said, that's what I've been saying. <laughs> they don't, you know, they, they really don't. That's so classic. It's, it's been a lot of fun. It really has been. And um, like I said, being with, with, uh, with Dean and Randy has made it uh, that much better. You know, you kind of started close to the top, if not the top. I would agree with that. You you have mentioned that you have you've sold some horses, but then you you race horses. What aspect do you enjoy about it? Because I think that's what is the beauty of of, of thoroughbred racing is there's so many avenues to get to it. There's the breeding side, there's the pin hooking side where you buy to resell, and then there's of course the racing side. What what do you enjoy the most between so, between those three? Yeah, so the selling is always the best, right? Like you know um, when you're when you're able to that that you know, you get that adrenaline going and you have a horse that, you know, you paid a couple hundred thousand, you can get a million dollars or double or triple your money. But for me, racing brings my family together. You know, um, I have a grandson that uh, had open heart surgery when he had, when he was four months old and he's now three and thank God he's, he's, he's fully healthy. Uh, and my granddaughter and, and we all get to go and enjoy those horses and he loves it to be able to carry him down to the paddock and knows that he thinks every horse, every horse's name is Uncle Mo, 
because the first one of the first horses that we bought was by an Uncle Mo. So, but he's starting to learn a little bit, but he loves it. He goes to the ranch, to the farm out there in Ocala. He has his own book. Today he was picking up poop, you know, but um, I think for me on the racing side, um, it's just having, being able to celebrate that day with all of us together is what, uh, is what excites me. You talked about staying in for a piece of a horse, and I believe that's is that Victory Avenue that you you guys stayed in on who who ran on Pegasus weekend, if I'm not mistaken. Um, what was it like purchasing him and now now being uh, still involved with him with the racing partnership? So that horse um, was special, um, not because he's he's an arrogant. Um, he casted um, really bad when he was a, a year when we first bought him. He almost died. He, you know, he was, he was, I would say, hours. If we didn't get to him when we got to him, he probably had maybe an hour or two to live. Um, Dean quickly took him down to the vet and put him into the, uh, what's it called, hyper uh, ch- chamber, and, and completely has, when you see him now to when I saw him then, the care that he got and watching everyone really taking care of his horse, um, for me to see him run the other day was inspiring and and kind of the same thing that that i like to you know for me when you have nothing or you lose everything which we did in 2008 and you come back and and not quit that horse never quit he did not quit he wanted to live he wanted to run um he's a little bit of a a cuckoo sometimes um but um but that was inspiring for me um and and it was it was so much fun to see him Look, he could have come in dead, dead last that day, but he did. He did really, really well. Yeah. Uh, but um, but he 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 stood in there and then he came in second and uh, and it's gonna be fun to watch him. And the story is phenomenal with, with that horse. So that was t- that. So far has been my, my the, the topic. One of my top experiences in the horse business. Yeah, just the horse come like you said coming back from you know nearly a, a fatal incident and then to to persevere like like he did coming into the races is, is that's a great story it's a good backstory and then you've, you've also and got urban that, legend you're involved it, with it also shows you know sometimes the business takes a knock you know for for several different things right but it also shows how well these horses do get taken care of they, they really, that. really do yeah you know um and it showed that and if i can if i can tell that story a million different times and even two or three people just change their minds of saying these horses are not taken care of. No, these horses are very, very, very well taken care of, you know. And um, and and I've I've been able to see it firsthand. So story there. They they are members of the family. You talked about how it brings your family together to the races to the, together to the races, but they they really are they're, they're family members for for a lot of people that are involved with them. A hundred percent. I look. We we just brought back Urban Legend. And we just go down there, and, and I told my grandson, hey, Urban Legend is back. You know, so he's over there looking at him, you know, petting him. And, yeah, man, they, they really are part of, you know, they become part of the family. Everyone knows their names in the family. Okay, how's Urban doing? Or, you know, what's Victory Avenue doing? You know, so it's, it's a lot of fun. Who's your grandson's favorite horse right now? I would say... Um, I would say no more time, and I got a, I got a story about it, and I'll tell you why. So I was I was at the sale when he first no more time, which is the Eric, uh, the not this time. He, he for his first time out, I watched it on TV, and he was there. He was at the race. He came in um, he came in second, 
And he was so upset. He folded his arms. Everybody took pictures of him. He was so upset for him to know. Then the next time out, he wins by like eight or nine. And so he, my grandson, is always asking about where's no more time, where's no more time. So that's his favorite right now. That's his favorite. He forgot about Uncle Mo for now. It's no, it's no more time for now. And that's a horse that you you guys think a lot of and, and is, is very well meant and could be running in, in the, the road to the Triple Crown, road to the Derby anyway. Absolutely, yep. And we're, we're excited. He was a $40,000 horse. Wow. That's a pretty yeah, amazing so story. They, they can come in all shapes and sizes. I think that's what makes the game great. It's You had Rich Strike. I've, I've who learned was, that, and, and I'm, I'm learning that, right? The, the, the horse that I paid you know, over a million dollars I mean, he's still a great horse, and we're still expecting great things from him. But you know, it's it's like you say, they all come, they come in all shapes and colors. Yeah, that's a that's a great story, and best of luck with him. Best of luck with all of them. Thank you. So For we're sure. we're gonna uh, kind of wrap things up here a little bit with uh, with a fun segment that we started with our most recent podcast. We're gonna keep it going for 2024. It's called the Final Eighth. It's just eight rapid fire questions. Some are about racing. Some are about uh, just, you know, like your favorite hobbies and so on and so forth. So it's just a chance to get to know you a little bit more and do it, uh, do it in, a, in a quick fashion. So for you, who is your favorite horse, whether of all time or a horse that you've got coming up, who's your favorite horse? Secretariat. Secretariat. Any reason in particular? That, was, that inspired me, uh, you know, to see a, a horse, to, to hear the, about the horse all my life and to know a little bit more about it. Um, yeah, I mean, that was... It was a great time in, in, in the business. And, um, you know, just to know the whole story and how he died and, and why he died, um, well, you know, having a big heart, you know, I love it. I, it was, uh, I my truck is red and my wife decided to name it uh, Secretary. <laughs> nice, big red. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Okay, if it weren't for Rich Music, what would Rich Mendez be doing? Selling cars somewhere, maybe. Yeah. Any particular kind of car? I'm a Mercedes guy. A Mercedes guy. Very good. Yeah. Okay, besides the Triple Crown and Breeders' Cup races, what is one race that you want to win? I'd say the Florida Derby. This is my home hometown. Hometown track, premier yeah. race at the hometown track, the Florida Derby. Yeah. Hopefully we can get that done for you this year. I hope so. <laughs> what is your favorite hobby outside of horse racing? Oh man! Outside of horse racing, my favorite hobby that it's it's it have to be fishing, but I don't do enough of it. And it's sport fishing? Do you like to go like uh, out on the ocean or or? No, you know I I'd like to get snook some red. You know I don't yeah. like to go out there that far. You know I just keep me somewhere close where I can catch some good uh, red or snook, and I'll be good to go without having to have any Dramamine on board for. <laughs> That's exactly why. <laughs> That's All right. Exactly why. Other than the phasic tipped and focus, and this might be a little bit of a loaded question, what are you listening to right now? Whether Man, it's a podcast you know, or, or, or a new album that's yeah, out. No, I um. Let me see. What do I listen to right now? Um, I listen to a lot of Phil Collins. Interesting. Um, that's what I'm listening to, and 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 it, I tell you, in the heat of the night, and it's more because when my grandson is in the car. He loves that one section with the drums, yeah. <laughs> and he just goes crazy. So I took him to my uh, to our studios the other day, put him on the big stage, had Spider Man behind on the video, and had the drums set up, and we played it, and he just went crazy. So 
that's what I've been listening to mainly because he loves it. Did you did you have it figured out? There was a meme going around uh, right around New Year's Eve and, and the week leading up to it that if you played uh, in the air tonight at like eleven fifty six forty, that the drum solo would come in right at midnight. You need to do that next year. There's what a, is it? Eleven fifty six. Yeah, there's like there's there's if you if you start the song at like eleven fifty six and forty seconds, uh, it, the, the the drum solo comes right in at midnight. That's about right, and I'll tell you why. Because every time I would have to wait until right after the three minute mark <laughs> for him to tell him, "Hey, it's coming." So you're about right. <laughs> You'll have to I'll do that. You have to do that next year for him. Uh, right. you, you've had a lot of thrilling moments already, even though you've you've been you're sort of new to the industry. But what's the most thrilling moment that's happened to you so far? Man, I tell you, I think um, was when we sold the uh, when we sold the Philly in in uh, in Maryland, right? For I think we sold her for a million dollars. She, we took her to Maryland because she just wasn't ready, quite ready before. And to watch her, she breathed ten seconds, right? Um, and she was such a, a a nice, nice Philly all the way around, arrogant Philly, and she was just. You can get inside the stall with her, and and to see the number of million dollars come through on the top was 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 a good feeling. We bought her for two hundred fifty thousand dollars, so, um, but I think that was the best, and this is because of of how it happened. Yeah, that was probably one of the top parts. And I got into the stall and I talked to her a little bit and motivated her to to show well inside the ring. So that was she fun. did. It. She listened. She listened. She did. She did. All right, you're flipping through the channels on a weeknight. What's the one show or movie that you're always going to stop and watch? All right. If it's, it would probably be Jimmy Fallon. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I like to watch Jimmy. You know, when I have time, listen, I go to sleep early, uh, you know, because I wake up early. But if I'm flipping through, if there's not a game on, but at the same time, I'm also, you know, I'm watching, um, what is it, TVG? Yeah. I'm watching some Gotta of that have too. Racing if on. Of Santa Anita's going on, but for the most part, it would be um, Jimmy Fallon. Back in the SNL days, where you like, will you go watch a replay of Jimmy Fallon from the SNL of days? Course. Yeah, of course. All right, and the final question here for the final eighth: You've got a table for four for your favorite meal. What's the meal? Who's at the table? Who are the other three with you? All right, it's got to be. Um, it's got to be some. Uh, it's got to be some tomahawk and and and, uh, and lobster. And the top four people that I would have at my table. You only get Man. three though, because it's a four top. So you you got yourself. So you only get three, three other people. I'd have to say, um, and I need an extra I need an extra <laughs> table. But I'd have to say it's my listen. Honestly, it's it's my grandson, my granddaughter my daughter and, and, and I'd have to add my wife in there. Yeah. Family meal. That's fair. We'll let you yeah, add, we'll yeah. let you add another chair for the family meal. Yeah. Listen, to, that's, that's kind of where, you know, without them, it, it, all of this is meaningless, you know? Yeah. Amen to that. Amen to that. All right. That's the final eighth rich. I just Thank one you. thing real quick. I've noticed you'd, you'd had a lot of success with arrogate. You guys bought some Yalpons too. Who's, who's a horse that you're excited about for the future as, as far as the new sires go, you guys are, you guys are really kind of heavy on, on Yalpon, Yopon, if you will. Uh, yeah. So I, I bred to him. Um, I have a, a mare. We bred to, uh, to him a McKenzie and we went back to Yopon. Um, listen, we bought a couple of them and they're beautiful. I mean, as far as they're, 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 
their physique, they're, they're beautiful um, creatures. So I, I would, I'm looking forward to be honest with you. We were talking about this yesterday. I'm looking forward to when Cody, Cody's wish has some, you know, some babies, but I think, I think Yopon looks, he's going to be solid. I mean, we, we spent a lot of money on, on those Yopons. Yeah, you did. You did. Yeah. He's, he's an exciting horse. He's an exciting horse. He's also yeah, so, a Gulfstream graduate himself. So. Yeah. So we hope to, to see him winning on, you know, here soon next year. But um, we, I think we bought like three or four of them. We stepped up pretty good on them, but we we're hoping that uh, it's look, I say this real quick and I win this. One of the things I've noticed is people pay attention. Oh my gosh. He, they paid 400,000, 500,000 for this Yopon, right? Unproven. But yet we bought four justifies for in the two hundreds. I believe his stud fees close to 300,000, right? Yeah. So you gotta you gotta do a little give and take, but I really do think uh, when it all when it's all said and done, those yopons are gonna sell very very well and do well. Excellent. Well, best of luck to you. We really appreciate the time. Rich Mendez, Rich Music. Check out all the fantastic artists on the Rich Music label, and we wish you the best of luck at the races too, Rich. Thanks so much for joining Thanks, us. Jeff. I really really appreciate. It. I look forward to getting back to you guys over there here coming up. Absolutely. Thanks, Rich, and thank everyone for joining us on the Phasey Tipton Focus.